Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week, uh, back uh, on the phone, is my dad. How you doing? I'm doing grand. All right. A later episode. This is being recorded Saturday, but you know, better late than never, as they say. So let's quickly go over what is probably now uh, ancient news, but what the week that was, week nine in the NFL, um, it's just some games of note, San Francisco overcoming an almost badly injured George Kittle, uh, pull out a victory 28-25 to to remain unbeaten. Um, Kansas City holds off Minnesota 26-23. Um, Eagles get a, um, continue their dominance over the Bears 22-14 to in Philly. Uh, Carolina over Tennessee, 30-20. to Pittsburgh pulling out a win at home against the Colts, 26-24. Poor Adam Vinatieri missing a late field goal. And uh, that kind of sealed it for the Colts in that one. Yeah, well, it's interesting with the Colts. Uh, every game they played this year has been within seven points. I mean, they played close. Most <laughs> of those they pull out. And really, they should have had this game. But, I mean, I think, wasn't that ball tipped? I mean, it was wide, 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 right. But also, actually, it might have been tipped, but also laces were in. And as everybody knows, laces out. Right, right. But this kicker's been around a long time. I mean, absolutely. He's the only only uh, kicker ever to kick, was it five consecutive opening? He's older than Brady, isn't he? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's he's got beyond salt and pepper. He's got a fully white beard. <laughs> it's really... George Blanda. Yeah, really. Uh, Raiders hold off the Lions 31-24 to as their home games uh, start to diminish more and more. Uh, Seahawks hold off the Buccaneers 40-34 to in a game I think that was a lot closer than people thought. Russell Wilson responsible for five touchdowns. He had an amazing fantasy day. I should know I have him on two of my teams. That's great. Uh, Cleveland is, is not good. 24-19 to 19 losers to the Broncos in Denver. Uh, the, much, much, the public expected a, a lot from that. Yeah. A lot of home, lot of home teams winning in this one. Uh, in this it past was 11, week. wasn't it? Well, Green Bay loses to the Chargers 26-11. to 11. Now, that's a score you don't often see, 26-11. to 11. Um, one of the rare uh, road teams that won, the Cowboys, 37-18 to 18 over the Giants. I mean, they stormed back in the second half. I think that was 15 unanswered points, uh, maybe even more, 20, 25 unanswered points against the Giants in the second half. They poured it on. Uh, of course, the big, the big news was a cat had more yards than Saquon Barkley. Well, that's true, the back, the black cat. Um, in in it, welcoming news: the Patriots lo- lost thirty-seven to twenty in Baltimore. Um, they that, that was all, a fun game. They, it was. I mean, they were relentless. They shoved it down the the uh, the vaulted uh, the, the vaunted uh, uh, Patriots defense. 
Brady was rushing every throw. And, I mean, that game should not have been even that close. I mean... But, but how quick is uh, Lamar Jackson? He is. He really is. Um, and they just didn't... And Mark Ingram, I mean, he barreled through multiple times. Like, he, he was nigh on and stopped. He's the attitude. He is. I mean, he was like a, like almost like a Dave Meggett, like the way he would move but also pound through. It was quite quite interesting to see. Um, but, I mean, that game, I mean, special teams mis- miscues on both sides. I know the Patriots, that's been their, a bit of Achilles heel for them on, on one side. I mean, they've also been able to uh, pull out a lot of games based on their special teams. But, yeah, this one. The now, Ra- did you notice how many looks they gave – uh, Jackson. Yeah. The Patriots. So, like, it's like uh, Belichick builds a book. Yeah. Throws all of things, see how you react to it, and because they could meet later on. I I think it's definite. It's definite they meet. If No, I mean, at this point, I mean, they're both going to get first-round buys. Like, uh, the, I don't think that the – I think – I think right now the Ravens not only have a better record, but are a better team than the Chiefs. Uh, and we'll get to you know, even though they're getting Mahomes back, I still I still like the ball. I still like Baltimore's chances because they put up the best fight against the Patriots. Like historically, like the we've talked about it, the Ravens have are the only teams in the last uh, twenty years to go into uh, New England and win multiple times. <laughs> Um, not only in the regular season, but in the postseason. So, I mean, that that team's going to play the hardest against the Patriots. You know, so... It's now, now, the NFC is the better conference? I think it's... Or more, more competitive? I think more competitive. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, between the Saints and the 49ers, the Seahawks, Green Bay... I mean, just those four teams right now are probably better than... If I were to compare... Are you, the, are you, are you left the Cowboys out? You think that's a weak division? I mean, it is. Right now, it's percentage points that Dallas has the lead. Like, that. that's that's just... They fight each other. Like, they beat up on each other so badly. Either the, the one who comes out is the strongest or the weakest. Like, that's just... That's the long right. and short of it. But I mean, So you think the Cowboys will win the division? Yeah. You, you discount the Eagles' chances? It's not that I discount them. I just, I don't know. I, I The Eagles have a soft schedule. They do. You know, I, after New England. I mean, quite frankly, like, it doesn't matter who comes out of there. Like, it's just, somebody's going to come out of there. They're either going to run the table, or they'll be gone in the first round. There's no in-between with those guys. Right. Yeah, there's no staying power. Now. No, not in the East, but I mean, look, if I were to compare, let's take the Patriots out of it, all right? But if I were to compare Green Bay... New Orleans, San Francisco, and Seattle against, and I'm taking New England out of it, compare them to Baltimore. I'm just going by the leaders. Baltimore, Houston, Kansas City, and I'll take Buffalo. I still like the NFC better. Now, what about the Rams? Rams? There'll be a resurgence? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't I mean, the, the shine is worn off on there. I, I five and three, they'll probably sneak into the playoffs. Although they have to contend with Carolina, I think Carolina might be might be in over them. Oh, Minnesota's got a better record right now. So, I mean, the Rams they they've got a lot in front of them. 
because the 49ers don't look like they're slowing down, and Seattle still looks strong. The Rams need to up their game uh, in many ways, but um, yeah, I still don't see it right now. Uh, unless Jalen Ramsey starts, he's, he has like two pickoffs per game. I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them <laughs> so going he, on a well, run. Well, that, that was a great addition for them. It was. Um, so in pre in week nine, I just wanted to finish off by talking about the game. You know, the game. Uh, the Dolphins, a team that's trying to lose, somehow look like all world beaters by defeating the Jets twenty six to eighteen in a game in which Adam Gaze gave up. He gave up. There was no, especially late in the game when they're down by, when they're down by a touchdown and a, uh, 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 when they're down by eight, well, one score with the two point conversion, no urgency. Right. And what does he do? He kicks. A, he kicks a field goal, just to get. It's it was ridiculous. There was a shot of him sitting on the bench while the offense is on the field. All of his assistant coaches are on the edge coaching, and he's sitting back looking at paperwork or game film like no very frustrating it was a terrible game and he's a terrible coach and like really how often like how like what kind of residuals are you living off of from Peyton Manning just being like hey he I wrote him a great letter of recommendation like how long is it so I'd love to know what what you know to see him in the interview room like what yeah what did he say and now what, what did he sell him on oh I yeah, he probably did. Christopher Johnson, I'm sure, like, I got this letter from Peyton Manning. I have to say, I'm so impressed. <laughs> yes. Did he goes down all time worst. Who, Gaze? He's not there long enough to, to be the I mean, player. he shouldn't be here that much longer. If he's given a second season, like, I don't want them to win anymore. Because any wins that go towards Gaze's favor, well, you got to give him another shot. Look, they played hard for him. They won two yeah, games. But, you know, it's, it's difficult because you really can't give. Uh, a quarterback any tools to work with because you need a you need an offensive line yeah the, the, right? look I, I understand you need the, linebacker you need a secondary you, you need the well, need is too great well I understand that but so you, how do you turn it around a new coach uh, you do like do something like alright I understand no offensive line and I know you had Luke Falk as your quarterback. But you're telling me, and I brought this up on a previous episode, you're telling me you can't just go full wildcat? You can't bring bring in some sort of, uh, you know, uh, two tight end blocking sets? You're telling every other team in the league has at, least, has at least one defensive tackle as their full-time fullback. So yeah. you're telling me that you can't even do that once? You can't do that for a, half a game? You just have to, I mean, the zero... The zero, bl- uh, the zero blitz, the zero coverage, whatever the, the Patriots pulled, where they just had no – it was just everybody rushed the quarterback. And the way to combat that is to just throw short passes. Well, what do they call? Long passes, 15-yard-plus passes to Robbie Anderson. That's how he was seeing ghosts because he was, uh, uh, they're coming after me. And he's seeing ghosts in the middle. Uh. Okay, well, that tells me that this young quarterback – who should be the franchise quarterback, who's – we're not supposed to be this bad because we don't need uh, Tua yeah. in the draft. Now he's not looking as good. I'm not going to say that he's dead. He's not – He's not. We, we don't have to return him to the store. But, I mean, we're wearing on him, and we're not exactly helping him out. And so this offensive genius 
is not that. And not at all. No, and he's given up. The 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 Dolphins. He's clueless. He is, and I mean the general manager is is just like a he. It's like a banana republic there. Like there's nobody. Who are you? Who's really in charge? It's a paper regime, and now the reports are coming out that Christopher Johnson has been saying he wants to be patient with Adam Gaze. Because I can tell you right now, there are millions of people in the tri-state area that have zero patience left. Yeah, but he's not the football brother, owner. That None of them are! He's a Prince John! And King Richard is just as dumb! Now what about the other side of the same stadium? The Giants. I mean, they're, Pat, they're just as bad. Yeah, they're just as bad. Pat Shermer's not the right coach, but look, there's talent with the Giants, and there's talent with the Jets. The difference is the Giants are actually trying to win very badly. I don't know what the Jets are doing. And moving on to Week Week Ten, because I'll tell you right now, I I like the Giants. I'm sorry. What have the Jets shown anybody? That makes me think they're going to beat a team that's actually trying to win, as opposed to the Dolphins, who are trying to lose, and they made them look... But the Giants don't have an offensive line either. And And now they um, they changed the center, too, this week. Right. But the the Jets' defensive line isn't as strong now. They got rid of Leonard Williams, who, by the way, they traded to the Giants. Well, you're telling me they're not picking Leonard Williams' brains? Hey, what do they call... when, When you see this package, what are they going to do? Hey, do you know the offensive cadence? Hey, do you know what what plays? Yeah, they're picking his brain. So that's well, another factor in the Giants count. Yeah, but give the Jets credit because at least they got some, uh, you know, greatly needed draft picks for him. Yeah. And he wasn't working out there anyhow. Yeah, I know. But now I have to worry again, like every year, who's making the picks? McCagnum wasn't the best, but uh, at least oh, I... No, he was. No, he, he was wasn't. a nightmare. Yes, of course he was a nightmare. It, but how would how would you make those decisions earlier? It's amazing. The Johnsons are, you know, the owners of Johnson and the fam the Johnson and Johnson. You're telling me Johnson and Johnson has, you know, the same sort of like, no, let's see if this drug works. I don't They've know. They've got talcum powder issues. Yes, yes, baby powder. It's it's they're, they're an irritant. <laughs> yes. And not to mention, of course, to to go back into history, the reason why Belichick left is because the Johnsons were taking over. So yeah, every, he left it on the fax machine. Yes. So all of this. So we get Jets fans get screwed because uh, a guy who died when he was ninety six. You know, uh, unfortunately, he was just born ten years earlier than he really should have been. Because if he was eighty six and he'd still be alive, Belichick would Belichick would have stuck around. And then we're screwed out of because of the Johnsons because. Their baby powders, you know, causing issues with all sorts of people historically, and now, now we have to deal with this. I, it's, it's, it's maddening, and I, I don't like, I don't want the Jets to win, for the sheer fact of every win goes as a, as a pro for Adam Gaze. Hey, he won two games. Hey, he won three games. Oh my gosh, they were eight and eight. No, they beat the Cowboys. And the Cowboys just went back in to the Meadowlands again a second time, and they blew the Giants out of the water. I mean, it's a cyclic, it's a cyclical league. This isn't college football, you know. I, look, the, right now the the Cowboys look like they're just going to run away with the division. So, I, it's very upsetting, and there's no, there's no resolution coming. 
So myself and so many other Jet fans have to throw up our hands and just wonder when will this uh, hell of a merry-go-round stop? Just slow down to, so I can jump off. But no, it's going too fast. I don't know what to do. With that in mind, since we're bringing up week 10, what are your best bets this week? Well, it's uh, whatever. You are. So I was looking at the teams with uh, a lot of points there. Uh, I know the Ravens came off a big win. Now they're playing the, the, the winless Bengals. Winless Bengals, who now have the inside track. Who now have the inside track to Tua? Poor Dolphins. They had this grand plan, and now, now and, well, anything but Andy Dalton. Well, Andy Dalton's on the bench. They yeah, benched him on his birthday. Belongs. Benched him on his birthday. So yeah, you, can, and, you can earn that spot sometimes. I guess. So the Ravens, uh, you like them giving ten? Yeah. I yeah. think I think that's very like fair. That. Yeah. And I was looking at the Falcons. Now I know, you know. New Orleans is back with uh, Breeze, and uh, but I think historically they play closer than that. That line's thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. I have that. Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't trust this Falcon team at all, and we've talked about. Well, I can't. Times. Well, I can't trust my my picks either. <laughs> Very true. The, the, <laughs> like two touchdowns. I, no, I, I see that like a seventeen point game. I mean, me personally. Well, I, I yeah. would I would take New Orleans with the points, or giving I should say. You like yeah. it? You like Atlanta? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the points. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, and the other, which there's another game that's uh, uh, the Colts and Dolphins. Yeah. Now, yeah, Colts. I was saying the Colts every game this year has been. You know, within seven points, and this line is like ten and a half, eleven. Yeah, I have ten. But and I understand it's the Dolphins. Well, it's not. Well, Brissett, Brissett's not going to play. Oh, he's not. No, he's and I know, not. I know, Ty's down yeah. as well. What's that? Ty Hilton's he's he continues to to be out. Yeah. So, um, now, oh, well, what's interesting about the Dolphins, and I think they've covered three of the last four. Hmm. Something like that. I mean, I, I, I could buy. I can buy this game with Bichette being out. They just won a game. I could buy them at least covering. I don't know if they'll win, but ten and a half—that is a big number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Now that they're off the Schneid, and well, like, one, one, one thing's known about Miami that uh, nobody's job is secure there. No, and no. that's when you get an honest effort out of your workers. I, I hate to say that. Right. No, you you are true in that. So I could, but that this is a game I could buy, especially with Brissett being out, and they lost the tough. Although they did lose a tough one, uh, a tough division game that they really needed. So I think that they might be all systems go even without Brissett. Like I, I trust Frank Reich. I, well, I, well, I do trust his coaching, you know. But like I say, sometimes these lines get, you know, yeah, a little too tempting. Right. No, I can believe that. Um, one game, one the Sunday night game, really interesting. Seahawks at Niners. Now George Kittle, the aforementioned, uh, he's out. Uh, it was doubtful for the game with his yeah. with a knee. That was the same knee he hyperextended on Halloween night, and then he came back and scored at least. I think he scored two touchdowns, one for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he they were working. Well, something out. interesting about that game, I actually like Seattle. 
Nine of the last ten, ten matchups with them, Seattle has won outright. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting like six and a half, six, six and a half, something like that. And don't forget, this is a rivalry renewed. Different coaches, but... Uh... Well, it's a totally different San Francisco team. I mean, people are talking about whether, you know, is it Super Bowl worthy? Uh, so far, I don't see what... I, I mean, they keep right? they they keep the ball. All, all, they keep the, the uh, their offense on the field. Garoppolo doesn't need to be Favre or Breeze or Manning or Brady. Well, that's that's an excellent point. I mean, he's he's more interested in winning than betting stats. Yeah, because he came from a system where, and don't forget Kyle Shanahan. This was a guy who he's he's got a Vietnam flashback probably every day of twenty eight to three. And why did they lose that game? Because the offense didn't stay on the field, Man. and so he is. He is constantly trying to, you know, there's so many. Now, literally. they could very well host. Host the championship game, host, host multiple playoff games. So the Super Bowl could go through there? Uh, right now, I don't see why not. I mean, even if they lose one game, that's still better than, I think. Uh, so what do you see the championship game? New I mean, Orleans at San Francisco. I mean that'd be that'd be pretty tempting. That'd be pretty tasty. Um, I I like Green Bay, but I don't buy them just yet. In terms of watch out, here we come. Mm-hmm. Although uh, Seattle could make a run, but I like New Orleans. No. I mean, New yeah, well, we'll find out this week, right? New Orleans at San Francisco <laughs> seems, or vice versa, seems like your best your best chance. And then, um, oh, I'm sorry, that's a Monday night game. Oh, I just realized, wow, lucky them. Boy. What's that? No, that's a Monday night game, Seattle at San Francisco. Yeah. That's not even the Sunday night game. So, wow, they they lucked out big time. And what is the Sunday night game? The Sunday night game is uh, Minnesota at Dallas. Still pretty good, but, I mean. Yeah. Well, I was looking at that, and I'm thinking, I mean, the – the good news, bad news for the uh, for the Vikings is uh, the quarterback Cousins or Prescott. Yeah, I mean he really doesn't beat winning teams. No, and Stephon Diggs was he he was quiet last week against the Chiefs. But I mean, right. I, I, I think you, this is going to be a sh- uh, a match a showcase of Dalvin Cook and uh, Zeke. Uh, I think that they're both going to get a chance to shine. I can see that being close. I know the line's three. I, I would, I mean, that's right where it should be. I don't see it really deviating from there. It's just who do you think will win? That's that's really about it. I mean, that line is so close. And it's the second road game for the Vikings. The second road game for the, or, or the Cowboys home. Yeah, second road game for the Vikings. Cowboys come home in a position to really kind of start to seal up the, uh, and I mean, uh, cousins of uh, the Cowboys certainly have seen enough of him over time. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the Cowboys there. Yeah, I can but, see that. You know, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then one game that already happened: uh, the Raiders at home against the Chargers, twenty-six to twenty-four. Rogers, he's trying to set all sorts of interception records. I mean, it did not look well, good for well, him. Well, how about that Raider running back? Uh, Josh Jacobs? 
He's, special. he's pretty solid. Look, the Raiders are, are, are getting themselves into – I mean, they're definitely competing, if and they're angling for a playoff spot. But you look at his body size, and he moves piles. Yeah, he does. And Raiders are one game out of the division lead, or a, a game and a half, I, I should think say. they're definitely a surprise team yeah. this year. I mean, more so than I thought. I think we really – especially after everything that happened with A.B., who, by the way, is – he's – he wants his money, but I don't know if he's going to get it. He's not getting anything. He's not getting, he's it. Not getting the job. To, no, he, yeah. he just blows up on social media. He's crazy. I know. Well, that's, that's He burns the, every bridge he makes. Yeah, and apparently uh, Russell Wilson was kind of angling for him for the Seahawks, but they ended up getting Josh Gordon. So, I mean. Yeah, well, they need something to stretch things they, out. They need getting it. back to the Raiders game, it was yeah. interesting because that line was um, Raiders giving the Chargers one. Oh, okay. Cause that, and then the so-called sharps started leaning on and betting, uh, and bet the Raiders down to uh, bet the Chargers. So the Raiders were home getting one in Week Nine, which made it a pruner. Yeah, and and, and it actually uh, it came through again. It really did. Yes. So so they were surprised, and and they're fun to watch, and and they're the same. I mean, they're the historic Raiders. I mean, plenty of penalties, right? Yeah. And they and they gritted out. They really, really did. Um, moving over to college football, as this is being recorded on Saturday night, we had the the biggest. Well, at, well, technically it wasn't an upset because they were they were favored at home. LSU holds off Alabama forty six to forty one. At one point, they had a twenty point lead going uh, into halftime. Alabama stormed back, and they were able to hold them off. Uh, Tua now he takes a backseat to Joe Burrows uh, for the Heisman, really, and now that that sends Alabama back with a loss. Um, now the only thing I'm sure they're going to say is, "Hey, that was a road game, all that stuff." But still, well, it's not over yet. No, it's not over yet. Um, and Penn State also took a hit too. Now the top four in the first uh, that was a big surprise, wasn't it? Well, the first release of the uh, college football playoff selection committee had Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, and Penn State one through four. Well, both number three and number four lose Alabama and Penn State. Especially that was a big hit for. So what happens now? I mean, well, Minnesota was the 17th ranked team. They're going to jump up, and they're not. I feel so bad for Penn State, and especially because that was at home. They had a home loss. That's going to hurt them. Clemson's going to get bumped up. I think Clemson's absolutely going to get bumped up because they're undefeated. Well, um, they're ahead 42 to nothing. Yeah, right? against but North, that's North Carolina. State. Yeah, again, yeah, North Carolina State, but still undefeated, and everybody sure, else. In, and sure. Right now, everybody else in front of them is falling down. So you have to put Clemson. So that's going to help Clemson. Um, I think Georgia gets helped. I think Oregon gets helped too because uh, they beat up on USC 56-24. to 24. Uh, Well, maybe not. Well, I don't know about Georgia, but they're up 19 to nothing over um, Missouri. I think Oregon gets, uh, Oregon gets a big boost. Clemson's going to jump up to at least three, I think. It makes LSU even stronger now. Because they got to win against Alabama. All they well, have that to LSU quarterback is, I'll tell you, in big games, he he's amazing. Huh? Yeah, I mean he he has taken it. Uh, Burrow, I'm sorry, Joe Burrow. Um, Burrow, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's that's going to help them out a lot uh, for sure. And now, now the pros will be looking at him. Uh, it depends. Um, I don't. 
don't even. He looks like a professional type quarterback. He is, and right now, like I said, he's he takes the lead in the uh, Heisman voting, or at least the Heisman, you know, uh, the idea of who who's who's in the running and who's got top spot right now. It's it's Burrow. Because he played really well. You score forty six against Alabama. I don't care what. <laughs> I know. But and, and don't but forget that Alabama defense. That's the biggest difference. The past teams, that defense is not there this year. No, that defense is not there this year. And Louisiana, you know, they didn't they didn't let the mystique of the Crimson Tide overcome them, and they were able to hold on. So good for them. Um, yeah. So it, and it's but that was the, a tremendous. I mean, scoring at the end of the game. I don't know how much, what a minute left or whatever it was. I mean, and they were still scoring. And they got the ball back in 16 seconds. They threw like a, a bomb for a touchdown. Yeah. Alabama. So Missouri, uh, I'm sorry, not, uh, Baylor and Minnesota are both undefeated and they're in a they're both in Power 5 conferences. You have to move Minnesota up pretty high because they overtook the fourth-ranked team, uh, previously undefeated Penn State. And now you're, you're starting to see one and two losses come up near the top. So you have to move those undefeated teams up, especially, like I said, ones in Power 5 conferences. You know, uh, Florida's 8-2. and two. They're going to drop back a little bit. You know, Min- uh, Minnesota's going to jump over them. Because it looks like the selection committee is taking one, you know, LSU and Alabama aside for this past week. But it looks like the selection committee is taking the top from e- – or one from each – of four out of the five power conferences. And right. since there's no undefeated teams left in the uh, Big 12, I mean, so now you just have to kind of look up the... Or I, should say, I shouldn't say that because Baylor is in the uh, Big 12. But it's going to be interesting where they vote now. But Ohio State, they stay strong, 73-14 to 14 over Maryland. So they're still the number one seed in terms of the selection committee. So Right, yeah, nothing's changed there. No, and they have Rutgers next week, so that's going to be a cakewalk. Um, yeah, so being Rutgers, are they going to get Greg Schiano back? Well, apparently, Greg Schiano said if you spend more money on like the facilities and a couple other things, yeah, I'll come back. Which, what? yes, yeah. yes, yes, he said. Uh, look, um, according to reports, didn't they just redo the stadium? What are they going to do? No, no, not the. It's not just the stadium. Although now it's called the SHI. I mean, so you. Yeah, the jokes write themselves. They really do. But no, like the 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 other facilities. I mean, this is a guy who's worked at you know now Penn State and Ohio State and all these other places. And he goes, "Do you know how much? Do you know what the rate rooms look like there? Do you know what the amenities look like over there? And your states, you you know, you're the only game in town in terms of New Jersey and even technically New York. So you want people to come here? I'm telling you right now, if there aren't more couches and televisions and Xboxes, and there's not, then uh, not only am I not going to come. What about rigorous studies? I mean, th- no, come on. The student athlete, the idea of the free student athlete, I mean, that's that's like chivalry. Like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't exist in the traditional sense. Like there's no more knights and there's no more student athletes. Yeah, there is the Scarlet Knight. Absolutely, that is true. Uh, peanut gallery from from Lee. Um, so that's college football. Moving over to baseball, and you know, for all the sadness I had with uh, the Jets, I had one bright spot, and that was that the New York Mets have now hired um, Carlos Beltran as their twenty second manager in team history. It, it's a fine move. I'm not overjoyed. It's a fine move. He's never managed anything. Right. 
But if you look at... So all, how's that a fine move? All right, let's look at the playoff teams this I mean, year. that's to be determined. Let's look at the playoff teams this year. Do you know how many of them had of first-time managers? Not for, not rookie managers, per se, but first-time managers. Aaron Boone, A.J. Hinch. Yeah, well, the guy worked in a booth. I mean, we knew we, we knew we knew something about it. Fine, how about this? Rocco Bedelli. He was a first-time manager. Kevin Kevin Cash, down with Tampa Bay, first-time manager. Dave Martinez, who is now the uh, World Series champion manager, in his second season. Yeah. Okay, so remember, we've talked about this. The GM is the real shot caller. And all you have... I I heard his interview. Oh, you did? Oh, on the... When he he was hired. Yes. Yeah. And first of all, he mentioned at the sixth time I stopped listening. When he, at the end of the day, I right? Mean, it, it, he has all the corporate speech. I mean, he, he's obviously picked because he can be, you know, um, told what to do. I hate to say that. Well, not only that, he can deal with the media. And let's be honest: not only is New York, yes, but not only is New York the toughest in terms of being as a player, but as a manager, it's just a, look. But you remember that being a strength of his. Did he well, he wasn't. I don't remember what his voice sounds like. I remember, but here, let me give you an example. Remember Luis Castillo? Remember Luis Castillo? He was the one who. I remember went, him being quiet. Well, well, do you also remember when he, he the Mets had scheduled him and some other players to go visit a VA hospital, and he didn't go? And his response: I don't want to be brought down by it. That's sad stuff. I don't want to be brought down by that. What? What'd you say? No, that's number one. How about Billy Wagner? When all the players are, you know, all the reporters there and he's looking around and he's going, hey, why don't you ask those other players? You know, the basically inferring the Latino players. Why don't you go ask them? Uh, like, no, this, this Carlos Beltran did nothing in the press to embarrass himself. Now, on the field, the curveball, certain things well, the like the question that. is, is he going to be able to speak up to say he's a uh, he's a player manager? Yes. I mean, that's what everybody wants today. I mean, well, I mean, the owners want to run the teams. The general managers want to run the teams. They want to phone down into the dugout. Yeah, so the whole game's changed. Right. So here's here's what the manager. How am I going to get excited about all this? Here's what the manager does in today's day and age, especially a first time former player. Do you know? Does he even make the lineup anymore? Yeah. Or is, or is he told what to do? Well, I mean, he's pretty much told what to do. But but if you'll allow me, that yeah, now for, what do we need him for? To make sure that the uh, to make sure that the team doesn't revolt against themselves. Don't forget, we used to have, we used to have Terry Collins. Terry Collins once had to write a note to the players when he was the manager of the Astros, saying, "Hey, uh, do you guys like me? Yes or no? Circle yes, circle no." I mean, th- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm not joking. I'm not joking. He basically had to and, do and, that. And is it better if they like you or better if they don't? Well, I think it's better if they like you because they'll fight for you. They'll play for you. And this, this is a young enough team. And look, Beltran, Beltran, look, Beltran's a Hall of Famer. Huh? Beltran's all that a, talent, all that money, and then it, it comes down to whether they like you or not. Well, d- d- you tell me. I mean, it's an individual sport. It's, it's not really a team sport, is it? I would have to say to it, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, you're the only one up there, but well, if but everybody's worried about their own stats. Well, to an extent, but this is a young enough team that that doesn't have to be the case. Because right now, Pete Alonso, he, he, I mean, he's he's the new David Wright. Like this guy is already in his rookie season. 
possibly on a top five list of greatest Mets of all time. And that's in his rookie year. But, I mean, the stuff that he's done for the city, I mean, he has ingratiated right. himself okay. to all right. that. That's number well, he one. he did that without Beltran. Right. He did that without Beltran. So did you like Mickey Calloway? Mickey Calloway, who, by the way, caused the Mets to bat out of order. Mickey Calloway, the one who had no idea. He kept on bringing in Edwin Diaz. He kept on bringing the same guy in. By the way, Edwin Diaz uh, created – he broke the major league record for most ninth-inning home runs in a season. I know. Well, they say that that Beltran can help him out. Yes. So maybe he will connect with the Latin players. Yes. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we'll give him a chance. I. That's why I'm saying he's fine. Yeah, my expectations aren't high. That's and why I'm saying he's fine. We can look back in history and tell me the great uh, look you know, it, uh, Hall of Fame players that were great managers. Right. If he wins, then what do we have to worry about? Well, will he ever get fired? Because every manager seems to. And if he does, will he wear the Met hat and... Going into the Hall of Fame. He absolutely won't wear him. He will. He will. Even abs- if they fire him. Even manager. if they fire Even if they fire He will. That's be uncomfortable. Yeah, but apparently, look, I mean, there was an issue back when he was a player. He wanted to get knee surgery. The team said no, and they've done that before to players, Pedro Martinez and whatnot. So they've done that. To, so, But now he said it's water under the bridge. It's whatever. It's fine. And And I'll say this much. He was asked to be interviewed for multiple teams. He all said no to except one, the Mets. The Mets were the only team he wanted to, to manage. Well, hopefully that's a good thing. Well, that's what... that's what. Hey, he wants to be here. There's no doubt well, about that. Well, that's true. Well, with his money, he doesn't have to. Right, so... That's a good point. Yeah. And he, he's... I was looking at something about his uh, steal rate. Yeah, he's got I mean, the highest steal percentage. So, so he, you know, he can see pitches. He may be able to help Syndergaard. They say that he tips his pitches. Right. We've heard a lot about uh, pitches, uh, uh, pitches being tipped. Yeah, I right now I'm not seeing negatives, but I'm not. He's not Joe McCarthy. He's not Casey Stengel. He's not Connie Mack. Like slow down. That's why I'm saying he's fine. Could they have done okay. worse? Could they have done worse? Sure. Could they have done better? I th- I would have loved to see Joe Girardi. But right. right now on a short list, if I had a choice between Eduardo Perez and Carlos Beltran, I know Beltran. Are you kidding me? Okay. People can people can break out their shirtsies. Well, he does live in New York. Yes. Yeah, he, is a, he is a New Yorker. So that's that's all i got to say about him. And it, I, 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 I'm fine. He's fine. He's fine. Okay. Just don't embarrass the team and we're fine. Um, speaking of uh, managers and general managers, the Braves – General manager, he's in a little bit of hot water. Uh, a little bit. Well, a little bit. So the um, Players Association is launching an investigation um, of possible collusion, collusion by the by the Braves Russia? by the Braves GM um, Alex Anth. Oh, sorry, Antho Anthopolis. Anthopolis. I apologize. Um, statements that he made about free agency. Um, he's. Um, but they, they seem they allow it in basketball. Yeah, well, although now that's getting trying to shut down. Apparently, there's this app, this secret app that only athletes and like and secret app. Yeah, it's well, it's it's an app you can find, but it's like a messaging app that basically it's be like it's kind of like um, how there are these dating apps. It's, it's Tinder for for baseball. Even more, so there's Tinder. 
And then there's something called Bumble, which is first of all that's one. No, but and then there's but then there's a third one. I forget the name of it. That's only like you basically have to have X amount of money to be a part of that one dating app. So this is wow. the this is the professional athlete version of that, where only the select people who are in sports who are athletes. Mm. Get yeah. to be a part of, and then it, because because you can't, I, me or you can't be on it, and of course, um, are you man, anonymous? No, you're not anonymous, but it's so oh, select. That sounds dangerous. Well, but it's select. It's, it's okay. I mean, it's like I everything. It. I get it. It's everything else. It's status. So it's, it's so sele- it's so it's so select, and that's how they're trying to combat the NBA's tampering, where it's like. Hey, how about next year you come down to Miami? How about next year I come out to L.A.? So now, you know, so all that stuff is happening. And so now, you know, they're thinking, especially after this off, this past off season where, I mean, it took, how long did it take for Bryce Harmer to sign? He signed a big contract, but how long? I mean, they were in spring training when he signed. Like, so, you know, for the, for the players, for the uh, players association, they want to, Try to try to get, and especially after Rendon and Strasburg and Cole, people are already setting the the sky to be the limit for those three, and nothing has shown us in the recent times well, that it's, that's it's, it's an interesting division now. Yes, in the East, especially, uh, you know who they're going to hold on to. But you know, Garrett Cole might go to the Angels. He might go to the Yankees. As apparently, CC Sabathia is like whining and dining him on New York. Well, what about Cole? As soon as he's a free agent, he puts on the uh, the uh, the agent's hat. Yeah, because for him, right? look in the locker room. Yeah, he. In other he, words, I don't work for you anymore. Yeah, he knows. He not look. And he, he wants to go west, so I guess that's where he's headed. Well, he didn't win the World Series, so for him, it's a lot. Hey, I come. I came here to win. You traded for me to win. We didn't win. What's up with that? Also. He, I can I can imagine he's pretty bitter because they didn't use him in that game seven when they needed to use him. It's game seven. Who are you waiting right. for? You know. But he's like I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, so they gave so they got rid of their old pitching coach Larry Rothschild, who yeah, I mean he was he, there forever. He was there for a very long time. So he goes to San Diego with the Padres, and so they're looking for a uh, a new pitching coach. The Indians had just um, promoted within the organization from the assistant director of pitching to the director of pitching, and guy by the name of Matt Burke. Yankees took him two days after. And when you say just, you mean by days, weeks, months? Two. Two days. Two days. Two days. Two days after getting the promotion by Cleveland. I guess they should have made him a better offer. uh, Apparently, or just made him the pitching coach. But now, so he went... (laughs) So he went from the corner office to the penthouse. Like he was just like, yeah, "Oh, I'm in charge. Yeah. Oh, I'm even more in charge." Okay, he this just is- hit lotto. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, bit of big news: Nolan Ryan splits from uh, the Astros. Uh, he does what? Well, so he had been like he had been high up in the organization. Nolan Ryan with the Houston Astros, and apparently yeah. he just up and left. They just like, "I'm not working for you anymore." And apparently, it has to do a little bit with his son being part of the organization or not being part of the organization anymore or how he's being treated. Um, so Nolan Ryan splits from the Houston Astros. That's kind of a big deal. I mean, that's he's, he's retired. He retired with their number on it. Now, he went in with a Texas Ranger hat, but, I mean, uh, the, the T stands for all of Texas, including Houston. So just uh, it's interesting. Yeah, but he, he's quite a bit removed. I can't remember, you know, but what he's done lately. I wasn't aware he even worked for the team. 
I mean, yeah, he's been like part mascot, part like executive. He's been a whole lot of stuff. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah, moving over to basketball real quick. A lot of injuries, uh, putting up some big names. Uh, Steph Curry, he's out for three months with a hand injury. Um, Gordon Hayward, with the he fractures his hand with the Celtics. Uh, uh, Lonzo Ball, he's got injuries with a groin injury. And then, of course, Kawhi Leonard, who they're saying, well, he's he's hurt. So he's sitting out two games in a row or back-to-back games. And Doc Rivers said, no, he's fine. Like, wait, what? So, well, you know, it's part of the, the load management. Don't forget they changed the rules to help combat, you know, you know, sitting the players and, like, people, you know, when the, when the Lakers come to town, hey, I'm going to go see LeBron. It's like, nah, he's taking the night off. What? So they changed the rules. Instead of 15 minutes before the game that the starting lineup is announced, 45 minutes before the game the lineup is announced. So you get those people who are, like, walking up for tickets. You also get for the the betting apps, the DraftKings and all the other ones, they'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, now he said, okay. And that's the main reason beyond just the, the ticket buyers is, is he playing tonight? <laughs> No? Okay. Yeah, but I think the NBA linked with FanDuel. I they, mean, amazing. These things are unfathomable uh, 20 years ago. Well, welcome to the welcome to 2019. I mean, this is... The breakdown of morals? Well... has no, nothing to do with that. No, it's the, it's, the, it's the fight for the almighty dollar. Like, everything is... <laughs> everything is based on that. That's, that's all you have to know. So. Find out which way the wind's blowing and join in. That's right. All right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. Oh, it's been fun. It has been fun having it. All right. We will see you then. Uh, happy Veterans Day to uh, all of those. To all uh, To all, uh, old and young. All right, Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes store to leave a review of the show. Also... Visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.